Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. Hello there. We're talking about success. You know, the world pushes an idea of success that may not be God's idea of success. In 2013, a marathon was being run in Sunderland, the Great North Marathon, and there were over 5,000 participants and all of them were disqualified except one because somebody took the wrong route and everybody followed them except one person. And he was the only one who was not disqualified and he won the race. I wonder if we are going to get to the end of our lives on earth and we're going to think we knew what the rules for, for success were. We thought we knew what was going on, but we were taking our cues from other people. We were comparing ourselves to other people, and as a result, we didn't run the correct race. Listen to what Paul the Apostle says about comparing ourselves with other people. In 2 Corinthians 10, he says, For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. We dare not class ourselves. Do you class yourself? Do you say, I'm clever, I'm pretty, I'm wealthy, I'm athletic, whatever it is, he says, we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with people who commend themselves or who boast and put forward an impressive image of themselves. Why is comparison so dangerous? He says, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. And wise means seeing things from the big picture, not just a narrow view of life, or of the race we're running, but seeing the full picture and realizing there's eternity to come. And success does not necessarily mean what the world says success is. He goes on to say, We, however, will not boast beyond measure, but within the limits of the sphere which God appointed us, a sphere which especially includes you. He says God has given Paul a sphere, a, a race to run. And he goes on to say, for we are not overextending ourselves as though our authority did not extend to you, for it was to you that we came with the gospel of Christ. He says, we don't try and be in somebody else's sphere. We don't try and copy what someone else thinks success is or compete with other people. Not boasting of things beyond measure, that is in other men's labors, but having hope that as your faith has increased, we shall be greatly enlarged by you in our sphere. He says, we're not boasting and we're not looking at other men's work and labor or taking credit for what other people do. God has given me a race to run. Now, this is very different to what the world says. The world says, compare, compete, take your cues from other people. And sometimes that causes us to be overly anxious. I'm not keeping up. I'm not keeping up. I've got to do better. Other times it causes us to be proud and arrogant, thinking, look how much better I am than this person next to me, whereas in God's eyes, I'm not that much better. Or sometimes it causes us just to give up or be lazy or fearful and say, I can't compete, I can't do anything, and so we do nothing. And all of those are a wrong response. God has a right response, and He has a definition of success that does not include me comparing and competing and classing myself. Paul goes on to say, uh, we want to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you, not to boast in another man's sphere of accomplishment. And then he quotes 
in verse 17, he says, But he who glories, let him glory in the Lord, for not he who commends himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. So he says, it's not about comparing with others. It's not about competing. It's not about classing and looking around. He says, it's who the Lord commends is the one. And he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. And he's quoting from Jeremiah chapter 9, which we've read before. It says, thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth, for in these I delight, says the Lord. So today I want to talk about success, and I want to call it comparative success. Who are you comparing yourself to? When you're jogging along in your race of life, and you're classing yourself or comparing yourself and you're looking at those around you, maybe your family members, maybe your peers of your age group or maybe your workmates, whatever it is, and you're looking around, who do we compare ourselves to? And we're going to look at what God says we should be comparing ourselves to. Now, there's a beautiful passage in Hebrews chapter 12. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And then he says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Let me read it again. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, there are people around us in heaven, saints who've gone before us, who are cheering you on. And he says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us. So there are sins the devil is trying to pull us down and, and tempt us to go off track. He says, lay aside sin, but then let us run with endurance, perseverance, patience. Let us keep going. The race that is set before us. Jesus has set a race before you, my friend. And this is the point of my message today. Your race is different to everybody else's race. You are unique. God has made you fearfully and wonderfully. Psalm 139 says, He knit you together in the depths of the earth. He took the elements and all the minerals and He knit you together in your mother's womb. And before you were even made, He had a, had a plan for your life. And He wrote in a book all the things that He had planned for you. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, you are God's workmanship, work of art, poema, and you were created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for you to do. You have a plan and a purpose from God. He made a masterpiece when he made you. He had a plan in mind and he was thinking of all the things he had planned for you. And he put you together as a unique work of art. There is no one else like you. You are special. You are a one of a kind. And if you compare yourself to other people, you're saying, I want to be like that work of art. I want to do the same things as that masterpiece. And God says, I've got things that are unique for you. We read here in Hebrews 12, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. God has set a race before us. And who should we be looking at? Should we be looking at ourselves? Should we be looking at other people? No, he says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author 
and perfecter, the one who designed our race and he showed us the way to run it and we fix our eyes on him because he's running with us. So I want to look at a few different things today about how we run this race and how we don't compare ourselves to other people. I've already read to you what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10 about we dare not class ourselves, compare ourselves, uh, try to be like other people. And that was coming out of the context of a whole lot of people in Corinth were criticizing Paul. And they were saying, Paul is not a great apostle. He sounds good when he writes letters, but when you see him, he's not very impressive. He doesn't speak well. And he says, I'm not worried. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 4, he says, it is a very small matter to me if I am judged by you or by anyone else. I don't even judge myself, he says, but God is the one who judges me. He was saying, I'm not comparing. I'm not competing. I am running a race that God has set for me. There's another beautiful passage written by Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 9. Paul says, I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. So he says, if I were to compare, I would put myself at the bottom. I'm the least. He says, uh, you know, I've heard a couple of famous people make this statement, and I just think it's humble and it's really powerful. They say, all the things that critics say about me, all my worst enemies are saying all these bad things about me. They're wrong. I'm worse than that. I've heard a couple of people say that. And Paul is saying a similar thing. He says, you can criticize me and I'll, I'll agree. I'm the least of all the apostles because it's not about me. But then he says, in verse 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. What he was saying is, if I was to look at myself or get my, my gauge of what's good of success from myself or my own feelings or by comparing myself to others, I would not succeed. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. What he was saying is, God loves me. God has forgiven me. God made me and then he washed me clean and he saved me and he filled me with the spirit and he's put me on a new path. And by the grace of God, I am what I am. I'm happy with who I am because God has made me this way. But then he says, And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. He says that grace made me so grateful that it made me work hard. I don't become timid and, and draw back and do nothing and I don't become shy or I don't become just you know happy with how things are and not doing anything no it makes me work out of gratitude to God but then he says but it's not even me that's working it's but the grace of God which was with me it's even God who gives me that ability to do good things for him can you see the balance of security and success comes from not comparing he says, if I were to compare, I'm the least. But by God's grace, I am what I am. God loves me. He's made me as I am. And it's causing me to do great things, even greater than other people. But it's not me. It's God's power that's helping me do it. And suddenly we get this amazing balance of not comparing, of running our race with endurance, of looking at Jesus and not at other people and realizing that I am secure. I've got a couple more stories for you today, just to illustrate this point. 
The first is the prodigal son and his older brother. In Luke chapter 15, there were two brothers who lived with their father. He owned an estate and they were wealthy. And the younger brother wanted to go and have pleasure and rebel against his dad. And he asked for his share of all of the money and wealth of the estate. And the father gave it to him. Somehow he liquidated his assets and he gave the money to the younger son who went and wasted it and spoiled his life and lived a, a wasteful life and had nothing left. And he came back to his father in humility and brokenness. And even before he could apologize, his father accepted him, forgave him, hugged him, kissed him, threw a big party. But the older brother had stayed and he'd worked. And all those days and nights when his brother was off having parties and getting drunk and living, living it up, and wasting his dad's money and his dad's love and trust, the older brother was diligent and faithful and hardworking and trying his hardest. And when he saw his younger brother come back and get forgiven and get accepted and, and for the party to be thrown for him, the older brother was very upset and he wouldn't come in and he stayed out in the field. And his father went out to him and said, what, what's wrong? Uh, why, why are you so upset? And the older brother says, all these years, I've been working so hard for you. I've been doing better than my brother. I've been earning my keep. And you never gave me a party. You never gave me anything. And now this younger brother comes and you just forgive him and you throw a big party. And the father said, son, everything I have is yours and I'm always with you. What he was saying is, you're comparing yourself and thinking you have to earn and work hard and be better than your brother and, and follow some rules. And the father was saying, it's grace. I love you. You're with me. Everything in the cupboard, the fridge, the bank account is yours. It's all yours. And I'm with you. The party is yours to have and to throw and to enjoy. But we're rejoicing because your brother came back. Friend, when we compare ourselves to other people, often it's a symptom that we think we have to earn our salvation, we have to earn God's blessing, we have to do certain things to get God to do things for us, and he says it's by grace. I am what I am by the grace of God. God loves you. He's forgiven you. You know that verse I quoted from Ephesians 2 verse 10, which says, we are God's work of art created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. It comes straight after Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9, which says, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. It is not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. The first way to get out of this comparison trap is to realize I'm loved, I'm accepted. It's all God's grace. He made me in the womb. And he remade me as a believer. He forgave me. He's put his power in me. He's given me a path and a plan for life. And it's all him. And I rest in his grace. And even if I do nothing, he loves me. But now out of gratitude, I start to serve him. That's the first way to get out of the comparison trap. Is to realize God loves you as you are. Rest in his arms. Rest in his love. Don't be the older brother outside in the fields while the party's going on. Come on in and enjoy the party. The second way out of the comparison trap Jesus addressed in his parable of the talents in Matthew chapter 25. He says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. 
And to the one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to another one talent, to each according to his own ability, and immediately went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two talents gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, listen to this, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. What a wonderful scene. Imagine that. Imagine at the end of your life, taking what God had given you, saying, look, Lord, I used it for you. And he says, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. You know, no matter how much you have on this earth, in God's eyes, it's a few things. It's small. When we think we're better than others, he says, no, in the big scheme of things, you're all as poor as each other. It's a few things, but I'm going to give you true riches if you use what I give you. The second, verse 22, he also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. As Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. Is that sounding familiar to you? You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Exactly the same reward, the same result, the same commendation and the same prize the same success even though he only had two you see if the five talent and the two talent person were comparing themselves with each other the one would say you're better you're a better christian you're a better human you're a more talented person you've received more you started life on an easier footing and and with a better trajectory than me but god says no no in my eyes they're both the same and because they used what they had the same they get the same reward even though in the world's eyes, one is more successful than the other. How fascinating. Verse 24, Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. So that's his first error, is he thought God was a hard man, just like the older of the two sons, the prodigal son and the older son. He thought God was a hard man who was requiring certain things and was wanting to punish him and judge him and get him. So he misunderstood God's character. He needed to understand that the, the Lord wants us to succeed. Reaping where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed. He thought that God or the, the Lord was an unfair master. And I was afraid. That's the problem. He was afraid and timid, and he didn't want to step out and use what God had given him. Partly also, I believe, because he compared himself to the other two, and he said, that person's got two, double what I've got. They can sing better than me. They've got more money, better education. They're better with human interactions, whatever it is. They look good. They're athletic. Their family background, their race, whatever. He compared himself to the two and the five talent, and he was afraid. He thought, I've got nothing to give. Um, and I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him, give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, 
He will be given more, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast that unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Friends, if we shrink back, if we don't use what we have because of a misunderstanding of God, maybe because of comparing ourselves with others, or maybe out of fear that we will make a mistake or that we won't succeed. If we do that, God says, you haven't understood my grace. You haven't understood that I love you. You haven't understood, older son, that everything I have is yours. I'm here for you and I've given you everything you need. And the Lord says to those people who look at others and they think they're better than me. They've got more than me. They, they can succeed more than I can. The Lord says to you, if you will just use what I've given you, you will get the same reward in heaven. The two talent person got the same reward as the five talent person. Why? He didn't make five extra talents, but he used what he had. He used what God had given him out of joy and out of wanting to please the master. He used it to the best of his ability. My dear friend, God has given you something amazing, something beautiful, something unique. Your upbringing, your heritage, your education, all the experiences you've had in life, your gifts and talents, your desires and passions, your knowledge, your uh, anointing from the Lord, all these different things that God has put in you and he's given you opportunities. He says, I've prepared good works in advance for you to walk into them, to do them. God has given you something unique. Please don't shrink back. Please don't fear. Please don't compare yourself to others and say, I'm going to run the same race as brother wonderful or sister amazing. No, no. God says, I've got a race for you to run. I've laid out, I've set out a course for you and it's beautiful. Fix your eyes on Jesus, not on other people and not on your own inadequacies. And at the end of the day, if you are a five talent person, maybe you are amazingly gifted or maybe a two talent person. Maybe you're just Mr. Average. Or maybe a one talent person. Maybe you think I don't have as much as everyone else. You can get the same commendation and reward in heaven as everybody else if you just fix your eyes on Jesus and say, Lord, thank you for what you've given me. I am what I am by the grace of God. And I'm going to use what you've given me to the best of my ability, not out of trying to earn something, but out of love and gratitude for you and working with you to see your purposes come to pass in the earth. When you do that, the Lord says at the end of your life, as you cross that finish line, as you run with endurance the race and you cross the finish line, God says, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I'll give you many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And you know what he says? Well done, good and faithful servant. Not well done, good and rich servant. Not well done, good and president of the company servant or whatever label the world puts on success. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. Let not the, the wise man glory in his wisdom. All these different things that the world says are success. God says success is this, not to compare, but simply to say, God, what have you given me? Thank you. I'm going to use it to the best of my ability. And if we're faithful, the world may not see it as success. But if you've been faithful, if you've taken what God has given you, the time he's given you, 
You know, some of us have much more time than others. Use the time he's given you faithfully. Say, God, thank you for this gift. I'm going to use it to pray, to serve you, to reach out to others, whatever it is. Maybe it's the money and the treasures that God has given you. Lord, I'm going to use this. You might look at others and say, oh, they're only giving a hundred or a thousand or whatever, whatever. I don't need to give as much as them. But God says, what has he given you? Be faithful with what he's given you. You may only have a little bit or you may have a lot. But God says, I'm not comparing you amongst yourselves. I'm just saying, use what I've given you. Be faithful. What about your gifts and talents? You say, I can't sing or do as well as that other person. God says, what have I put inside you? Use it. Use it for my glory. Not comparing, competing, not classing ourselves, but saying, God, what have you got for me? And at the end of the day, if we run that race, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author of our race, he set the race, and the perfecter, he's your example. If we do that, we will get this commendation. Well done, good and faithful servant. You know, for me, this is the biggest definition of success, is for God to say, well done, well done at the end of my life and not to think I need to be like everybody else. Friend, have you been proud? Maybe you're a five talent person. You think I don't need to do as much as everyone else. God says, get busy, get busy with what I've given you. Maybe you've been shy or afraid or misunderstanding God's nature. God says, come on, use what I've given you. Use it, use it, use it. Come on, you can do it. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for making me as I am. Thank you for remaking me as a believer as I am. Thank you for forgiving me, for planning a great path ahead for me and for giving me the power that I need to serve you. Lord, I give my life to you. I am what I am by your grace alone. It's not my own goodness. But Lord, I choose not to compare, not to compete, but to serve you, fixing my eyes on you to the best of my ability. And I thank you that you will say, well done, good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name. Amen. Friend, if you want to give your life to the Lord Jesus, just call on him right now. Just say, Lord, forgive me. And he says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Let us know. Contact us on leadinglightsnetwork.com. And look at our website because we give you tools, resources to help you serve God to the best of your ability using the opportunities and gifts he's given you. We love you. We're here for you. We're praying for you. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.